Thanks for tuning into Upward Way podcast. If you're looking to be spiritually blessed, moved and inspired, there is no doubt you are in the right place. On our show, guests recount their encounter with Christ and how their lives have been transformed through the grace and love of God. And now, please welcome our host. Hello and welcome to Upward Way. I am your host, Marlon Walters. My guest today is the pastor of the Tokyo Chinese Seventh-day Adventist Church. Pastor Mark Yu, welcome to the Upward Way. Thank you. Thank you so much for your invitation. Thank you, everyone. Yes, it's my joy and pleasure having you here today. And I know that as you share your story, it will be a tremendous blessing to those who listen. First up, Pastor Yu, could you just share with us how long have you been pastoring here in Tokyo? I'm here around 16 years in Tokyo, Japan. Okay, 16 years. So what has that experience been like for you? It's amazing grace. Praise the Lord. An amazing experience. Now, I want you to share with our listeners your faith journey. How it is that you came to be a Christian in the first place? My father was baptized by Japanese pastor in Taiwan. Actually, I came from Taiwan. And when I received a call from uh, Northern Asia Pacific, telling me that they need a Chinese pastor in Tokyo, Japan, asking me, are you interested in to come to Japan. And then I discussed with my family. Uh, my parents told me because of a Japanese pastor uh, sharing the gospel to our family. So we became Adventist family. So you have to return the grace from Japanese. So you should answer the call. Then after that, my family, whole family, 16 years ago, we decided to come to Japan. Sounds pretty remarkable. So you said that your family was introduced to the, to the Christian faith. Yes. By a Japanese pastor. So was that when you were a child or during your teenage years? At what time did you, did you and your family became Christians? Okay, I was not born that time. That is my father's uh, story because my father was uh, Catholic. And then uh, there is a missionary from Japan and sharing the three angels message and then came to our village. My father uh, was baptized uh, by Japanese pastor. And then our my father's faith changed to Adventist Christian, and after that, uh, he told me about the story because of the Japanese pastor baptized him. That's the story. Okay, sounds remarkable. What was that experience like for you? You know, growing up, going to church. What were some of the things that you you did as a young boy growing up? Uh, when I was child. My parents uh, was very 
active to attend the church even now. And then uh, my parents always uh, remind me today is Sabbath day, today's praying meeting, pulling me, asking me to go to church together. Uh, I was born in Christian family, so family worship, uh, Bible study, reading. This is my, my childhood uh, experience. You know, as I hear you sharing about going to church, your family having family worship, the verse from the Bible that comes to mind is one that says, train up a child in the way he should grow, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. So that initial training has been what has kept you. Now, on to another personal question, you know, did you always want to be a pastor? Was this something you dreamt about when you were growing up? Uh, this is a very important question because for my own opinion, my own thinking, I always uh, reject to be a pastor because when I was child, my mother always told me because she prayed to God, she want to have a baby and God answered her. After that, she told me that, son, I already, already asked God if she uh, deliver a boy, she will give to God. So she, you will be a pastor in the future. But in my, my mind, when I grew up, a teenager, I like to be like my friend doing other job, not for the pastor, uh, but because of my parents always pray for me, always keep my face. So I didn't think I will be a pastor. Yes, I, I like your honesty. And that is true sometimes when our parents share their dreams with us, their dreams for us, we say, no, that's your dream, but I have my own dream. But we give God thanks that her commitment, her prayer has been answered. You know, people tend to invest a lot of time to develop their bodies, to pursue their own career. But oftentimes they neglect their own spiritual development. How do you take care of your own spiritual development? What are some things that you do to ensure that spiritually you are growing? That I mentioned before, uh, that is my mother's parents' dream. Uh, that is not my dream to become a pastor. Uh, and then during my life, in my young age, uh, if I faced a terrible thing, I mean, difficult thing, I remember my parents told me, you need to pray. God will answer. God will protect you. So if I need uh, something important in my life, I pray to God. And then after I overcome the uh, difficult things, I forgot to pray. Uh, that, this is my, my face, my life in before. And then finally, uh, that is around uh, 18 years old. I went to uh, ocean. There is a beautiful ocean in south of Taiwan, uh, National Park. And then I swim with my friend and we have a contest who can swim 
far from the beach. So because I was 18 years old, so I feel myself very strong and I'm a very powerful. I'm the number one. I can swim very far away from the beach. And then when I return, I cannot return anymore. I lose my power. And then I feel my body get tired. So I cannot return anymore. So I almost die, you know. I drink a lot of ocean water. I almost die. In that time, nobody around me. So my mind remember the, the story of the Bible. There is one time the Peter uh, sick in the water and he he shot up, Jesus help me. So immediately I remember that kind of story. So I pray, I shout to God, Jesus help me, I'm dying. And then very interesting, very amazing grace that there is a, a boat beside me. Oh, and then some people saved me, deliver my life. So in that 18 years old, I realized there is God, there is Jesus. My face started to get growing. Little by little. Amen. It took a life and death experience to cause yes. to blossom even more. How would you say God speaks to you whenever he speaks to you? I mean, we know God speaks to us sometimes through dreams, sometimes through the testimony of others, sometimes through songs, sometimes through sermons. How would you say God speaks to you whenever he has a special message for you? Okay, because uh, I cannot see God and then my eyes cannot see Jesus, Holy Spirit, I cannot see. But we have a Bible and then this is a word of God. So when I doing something or I have to decide the very important things, I pray, yes, I pray, but I cannot hear the voice, right? I cannot hear the voice. So my way, if I want to uh, discuss or talking to God, at least I pray. And then when I finish to pray, I wait. I'm waiting for 20 seconds, 30 seconds. I'm waiting for the answer. And then if I don't have, I cannot hear or I cannot think in any things, then after I pray, I open the Bible. When I open the Bible, then I start to read. Maybe I read a Bible story or one text. I can feel that is the answer from God. Oh, yes. So it's very important. Pray and waiting. And if you cannot hear, you open the Bible. That is my way to conversation with God. Amen. So in essence, God would put impressions on your mind sometimes. And also he speaks directly to you through his word. I just have to pause here just for the sake of our listeners, just to emphasize the importance of studying God's words, because, you know, the words contained there are, would say, from his manual. And if we neglect to study his word, then we are doing ourselves a great injustice. Has God ever given you an assignment that you said, God, you know, 
please God, take this one away from me. Have you ever had that kind of experience? Yes, because my dream is become a singer star or movie star. I want to make a lot of money, just like any other one. I feel that I'm different than others because of my parents always told me from my childhood, you already be offered. You will become a missionary, pastor, or something. I keep running away from God, but you cannot run away, you know. Oh, you cannot run away because uh, He chose you to be, be a servant. So, whatever I want to do, my dream, God has a plan for me. Yes. All right. So, your parents, you know, would have been like Hannah, the story of Hannah in, in the book of Samuel, where Adam yeah. said, God, if you give me a son, I will offer him. To yes, you. yes. Yeah, so you were that son. <laughs> you were like Samuel. Yeah. Yes. Now, what would you say would have been one of the greatest challenge that you have ever had to face in your own life? And also, how did you overcome that particular challenge? When I, I'm doing a missionary work in Japan, Tokyo, especially for the Chinese people from mainland China, from Taiwan, from Malaysia, for Singapore, all speaking Chinese. So when I go uh, walking on the street, you cannot recognize who is Chinese because the, the same face Asian people. So how can you share? How can you reach the people? So I bring my, my guitar and my family. We are doing the handbird, sings Chinese Mandarin song. So if there is some people waiting or uh, stop, interesting, oh, I'm thinking maybe she or he is Chinese. So we share our gospel, we, we give our number. And then there is a policeman came to cut me because I didn't make an announce. I mean, you cannot do that in Japan. You have to tell the policeman before you, you're doing something. You know, you know the hindbird, you, you fly, you cannot do it. So the policeman came. I don't know, maybe some, some people calling the policeman. So there is police, a policeman came. And I was scared because he cut me very hard, my hand and it, pulling me out to go to the police station. I was scared, but in other mind, I feel there is a voice told me, you explain or you share the fly. What is the content? What is the meaning of this uh, flyer? So I told the policeman, please, you see the flyer. This is talking about how to love people. And then we have a beautiful song you give to your family. Even though I was cut, but I still share the gospel to him. You know what is the amazing grace? The policeman stopped to cut me. And then she told me, okay, next time, before you, you're doing this, you have to tell me, uh, you have to do the... Get a permit? Uh, make a permit first. Oh, so this time I forgive you. Ah, oh, thinking, praise the Lord. 
because God amazing grace. Because in Japan, they are very strict. But that time, even I got caught, but I still shared the gospel to him. So, so I remember the, the story of uh, Daniel's friend, you know. They didn't bow down. And also Daniel also going to the lion, but he prayed. I remember that kind of story. So even though I got caught, I still share the gospel. So God saved me. Yeah. Amen. God is an awesome deliverer. And just in case my listeners would have missed, you are just saying that you would have been on the streets singing, distributing flyers to give hope and meaning to persons. But because you didn't get a permit to do that, then you were in a bit of a problem. You were held by the hand. Remember the stories of the Bible, what happened with Daniel's three friends, you know, they were asked to bow. They say, we will not bow. And we know they were delivered. Daniel was thrown in the lion's den because of his faith, but he also was delivered. So as the Bible says, before we call, sometimes God is there to answer our questions. Sometimes when we think about being a Christian, there are some persons who are of the notion that is something very easy. There are no challenges. And there are some persons who think that it's the most difficult thing there is. Based on your experience, how easy or how difficult it is being a Christian? Because I over 50 years old, my age, before... When I was young, 20, 30, I feared it's very difficult because I cannot uh, drinking with my friend, I cannot smoking, I cannot go to a party. Very difficult to be a Christian because a very, you cannot do this, you cannot do that. Oh, it's very hard. And then you cannot do this, do that. Because I want to fly like a bird. I want to be free, you know. But including the Bible, you have to keep the Ten Commandments. You have to be holy. You'll be very, very hard, very hard. But even though you're doing, uh, you're drinking, you're smoking, our God still loves you because he loves our body. He wants you to be uh, healthy. So that's why she wants us to stop to eat uh, a lot of uh, meat or drinking. I know, I know the love of God, but even though you are doing this, uh, you drinking, smoking, or even you take a drug, something like that, but you still pray every night, God, forgive me because I'm a weak, I'm a human. You don't need to uh, run away from God. You're still keeping the, your face. You still pray, even though you're doing that, but you pray, give me, give me the strength. Little by little, day by day, because of your age, you know, you realize everything in the earth is uh, empty, is uh, temporary. We have a uh, goal. We have forever life. So uh, day by day, then you're over the age, 30, 40, uh, me, 50. Then I start to change my mind. I can keep in, I can... Uh, uh, understand uh, what is the good, what is the bad. So it's very late. Huh? After 50, I, I realize, even though I'm a pastor, pastor also a human. So we have a 
our different weakness. So the main point is you have to continue pray, study uh, Bible. Don't give up. Amen. Amen. So because we have God we can reach out to when we are faced with our temptations, we can get support. That's what you're saying. So that is the, the, the part that is easy. And the difficulty is being able to resist. I like what you mentioned, that as you grow older, you realize what is really important and what is not so important. What Solomon said in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 14, he simply said, I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. I don't need to be chasing out of these things because at the end of the day, it doesn't really worth too much. Now, what would you say would surprise most persons about you? I mentioned about my parents offering me to God when I was child. And I tried to escape. I don't want to be a pastor. In my country, when the, the man uh, reached 20 years old, you have to go to army. That is the, the time I realized there is a God. Because when I was in the army, I escaped from my family, from the Adventist school. So nobody looking, looking at me in the army, we doing the same thing. You know, uh, we, I, I cannot keep the Sabbath, right, in the army. That kind of so uh, because my mind is uh, I don't want to be questioned so I have a good reason to tell my parents in the army I cannot go to church yeah so it's very good reason right so but there is a problem my mind I want to be freed so I try to learn the things I didn't learn before. I cannot drink before, I cannot smoke before. So in the army, oh, like a man, you can smoke, you can drink. Oh, you become a very, you're a man, you are not uh, any more child. But something happened in my life. So this is the story of why I became a pastor. Yes. We, we don't have vacation to go back to home or go uh, meet our friends because in the army, two years, you need to inside. You cannot go out. Very strict, very tough, the work. And then that time before my army, I have a girlfriend, very good a girlfriend. Uh, we was uh, together uh, many years, uh, my, my classmate in Adventist school. And then one time I received a letter from her that he told me she want to say goodbye to me. She want to separate. Oh, my heart broken. Because of her, I can keep in a, be an army. I can be patient and then I can overcome everything. But because she told me she want to break out with me, I asked her the, the reason and then she say, hey, no, 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 no other reason. Just, uh, uh, just be uh, in the future. Uh, we can make a friend again. But now we separate. Finally, I heard my other friend told me, because there is another guy, a medical student, hurting her. 
my my friends so i try to ask my my boss please give me the short vacation i have i have something very important to, to go home they don't allow it. they don't give me the permit you know so i try to write some uh, writing uh, uh, letter to the to the higher position in the army i told him that my father almost died so i need to go to visit my father or oh, i write that kind of liar you know so my father's dying so i have to go out i have to go uh, even one day so they allow me to go but you know they according to my father according to my to my home it is this is a liar this is not true so in the army 30 years ago very very strict if you're doing that you have to be go to the jail 10 years that is a law already dragged down because you lied you do something bad then something like that so they decide to put me in the jail prison in the prison uh, i pray to god and uh, i make a, a promise to god if you deliver me from the jail and then uh, forgive my my sins i will really understand you are really alive you are life living god uh, because my parents told me there is jesus but i cannot fear it so in in my army time i faced the problem i pray sincerely pray and then i kneel down i never kneel down when i pray i sleep i just uh talking something i'm not very very serious but that night i kneel down and i i, I pray to god if you deliver me save me i was not thinking to have a dream uh, being a singer star or movie star or make money i will go back to theology i will study theology and they share the gospel that jesus is alive jesus really alive and then there is god i will tell the people i i make a, a promise to god that's amazing grace that uh, i pray to god if you save me uh, 50%, five years, or only five years, uh, I believe there is God. But, you know, over my thinking, not 10 years, not five years, the people in the army told me, you can relax, you can have a three days vacation to go back to your family. You know what I'm talking about? That is uh, impossible. That is uh, impossible things happen in my life. I pray to God, uh, give me only five years only in the jail or two years, I feel I can believe in you. But not even two years. She gave me another vacation days. So when I realized right now, I still remember the situation that time. God is living God. Jesus really exists. So when I was uh, uh, finished my army, I tried to go back to the school. But you know, that kind of things, just like Israel, 
when I pass from the rich sea, the God delivered the, uh, the people, you know, do you remember that story? And then you forgot again. Yeah, I forgot again. Oh, I go back to the Taipei capital city and then I forgot again. And then one day in the church, I opened the Bible. When I opened the Bible, I saw the Bible text telling me, if you promise to God, you have to return. If you don't return, don't promise because you are foolish in the Bible telling me that kind of Bible text, you know. And then when I saw the Bible text, oh, God is, is uh, talking to me. So I, I'm thinking, are you sure, God, you want me to uh, go back? It's okay. I pray again. Then I ask God, uh, if you really want me to go to uh, theology school, please tell me again what is your word. So when I open another text, I just open it, and then I found out Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 to 20. There it say, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and you surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So I hear the voice, I hear the, I saw the word of God. I'm thinking I cannot be just like announcement. I, I cannot uh, escape anymore. Because God is calling me, is telling me to go to share the gospel. So that is my story, why I became a pastor. Even though over 30 years, but I still remember. Very, very remarkable story. So you, you said that you were court-martialed, you were sentenced to 10 years. You prayed to God, and even though you had to serve a portion of that, you had three days vacation. Sure, sure. It was as if you were just, you were doing some part-time, <laughs> um, you know, sentencing yes. at prison. It, it's quite a remarkable story. And I love what you mentioned, that sometimes we make a promise to God, and after we are, um, we are released, we don't go back. But I'm happy you opened the Bible, and you yes. reminded of that promise. And... Praise be to God, you have fulfilled. You know, just as you mentioned, there are persons who will hear your story and they are saying, no, no, I, I still don't believe. You know, for me, God does not exist. You know, what would you say to someone who still struggles with the idea that God exists? What would you tell that person about God from your own personal experience? During my missionary work in Japan, because Japan is worship many, many different God, different idol. So even though you say you don't believe in God, I don't see in God. But if you go to the mountain, go to the ocean, there is a God, idol. There is a Japanese God, you know. And then uh, last week, there is a, a family asking me to, to, Pastor, please, we want to be a Christian. I don't want to worship my God anymore. You know, there is a Buddhism. There is a, uh, something they create 
make by wood, gold, silver, that's God. Many people, they don't, they're afraid to put out that things because there is spirit inside. Oh, there is a spirit. Even though you don't believe in God, but actually in the world, there is a ghost. There is a Satan, you know? You don't believe in God, but if you see the dark place, you're afraid because there is a ghost. So the people told me they're afraid to pull out the, the idol. But because we believe in true God, so I bring my Bible, my hymn, with my wife. So we went to that family. After we pray, after we read the Bible, then we take out the the old idols and and then we take to the church and then threw in the garbage and finish a fire, finish all the the idols, you know. Yeah, we struggling. Oh, there is no guy, he cannot feel it. But you thinking another way, are you afraid of ghosts or not? There is a, a many, many worship many gods in the world, you know, many, many different idols in the world, even in Fujiyama or Fujisan or where, there's many gods. So uh, please don't, don't doubt because even though the people who don't believe in God, don't believe in Bible, the scientists told us the earth cannot be forever because the temperature is getting higher. And then we cannot stay in the earth anymore. Just like the Bible told us, there is end of the world. So I try to encourage everyone, please uh, believe in God. God's war never falling down. God's war is forever standing. Amen. And I love the way you answer. They believe in spirits, as the Japanese word would be obake. <laughs> obake, yes. In, in terms of maintaining balance, you, you did mention having your family here with you. You did mention doing missionary. But how do you find balance in your life? You know, how do you balance family life with you know, evangelism, with your own personal alone time? What is your strategy? For maintaining balance okay because i'm a pastor so my whole family my wife my two kids they know we are uh, different than uh, others so my children maybe they feel that is your work that is not, not my work so we have a vacation because of corona now it, i cannot go overseas but uh, me, I'm a pastor. But if you go out, you cannot say I'm a balanced. So now I'm a not Christian. I can do anything. You have to stay. You have to mix it together. Your face and your life is together. Whatever we go out to the nature or a travel or restaurant with my family, we go eat together. Before we eat, we pray. So before we go out, we pray. So we are, we are relaxed, but you're still praying. You're still 
uh, trusting in God. So we cannot skip. Oh, now I balance myself. Now is not. Uh, uh, <laughs> now is uh, I'm not Christian. I hope you understand it. Amidst everything, you still remember that you are a Christian. So if you're gonna eat, you pray. If you're gonna travel, you pray before. Yes, I I do understand fully what you are saying. Okay, <laughs> because you know what you said is really important. Sometimes when we think about striking a balance, we think that we separate our personal life from our spiritual life, but there is no separation. We are all as Christians. What happens is that we do still have time for recreational stuff. You know, we still go jogging, we still go to the restaurant, we still go to the beach, enjoy everything. That's a very powerful answer. If you could give God thanks, you know, for a few persons that you'd have met in your life. Usually I'll ask for one, but in your case, you know, I am asking for more. Who would have been some of the persons you would you really give God thanks for, for meeting these persons and maybe why? So who are some persons that you would say, God, I, I really give you thanks for meeting these people. And then you could say why. Yeah, many, many people are helping me. But when I was born, that is my mother, my mother teaching me, my mother sharing her face. And she pray, she pray every night, near down. I saw my mother when she pray, it's not uh, ordinary prayer. When she pray, she catch her hand, putting up, pray to God. God, please help my son. She like to run away from you. Keep him close to you. My mother, every night, I saw her praying like that. Because I want teenager, I want to escape. I don't want to be Christian. But every night, even every early morning, I heard he sing a song, praying loudly. Wow. So who I want to thanks for to God. I, I want to thanks to my mother. Thank God for a praying mother. You know, your story, in terms of your mother praying for you, it, it is one I've heard, you know, from so many persons saying it was their mother's prayer that really kept them through their lives. Now, let me move away from that a little bit. I know you have been ministering for many years, but as we minister, sometimes we think that there is something else that we could do, or there's something else that I can add to my ministry. Is there something that you feel that God is inviting you to do at this moment? So, for example, if you could start a new ministry, what would that ministry be, and who would that ministry serve? Okay. I, when I was driving in Japan, we don't have a Chinese-speaking church. So my purpose to come here because a conference asked me to come here to develop a Chinese church. So now we have a Chinese church in Tokyo, and now we have a new Chinese church in Nagoya. And then I'm thinking, because of my, my tribe, you know, I came from Taiwan, uh, I'm a Chinese, but with my, my, my face, my, my lookout looking, I'm not Chinese. I'm a Taiwan Aboriginal people. I'm really Taiwanese. The Taiwanese now, they are not really Taiwanese. 
they came from mainland China because they are powerful. So they, they control us, you know. But now in Japan, we have uh, people from Taiwan, my tribe. Now I'm thinking if I can do it, I can find some people like me, Aboriginal. I want to make church or Christian service for my own people. That is my dream right now. It's amazing. And I'm going to get back to that point because for me, you know, with all my reading and researching, I, I, I didn't know that there were Aboriginal Taiwanese. Uh, yeah, it's, yes. Now that you mentioned it, you know, it, it's really because I, I know different cultures have their own Aboriginal people. So when you think of New Zealand, they have, when you think of yes. that there is, you go to Canada, there is. So it's really new for me. So in terms of that, you know, Aboriginal group, are there Aboriginal Taiwanese living here in Japan? Do you know? Yes, yes. Actually, uh, there is, now we have a, a line group. We have a 54 people in my line group, all Taiwanese Aboriginal. And then since last month, even because of Corona, so three or four of them came to our Chinese church. And then because our thinking culture is different. So after our Sabbath worship in the morning, in the afternoon, I bring them to the national park, Showa Kenin Koyen, uh, nearby our church. Then we, because of there is a big space, so we can dancing, we can play guitar to God. Because our worship way is different. We like to dance, we like to sing loudly. So we are not in the church, we go out outside. So we have some people outside, then the Japanese look at, oh, who those guys came here? Then we are very happy to get together. Yes, the, the cultural dynamics, it's really so important. And though I am not original Taiwanese, I understand exactly what you're talking about because coming from my homeland, Jamaica, the way we would conduct service, it's different from how you know we experience it here in Japan. And I can relate exactly to what you are saying. My final question to you this morning. Well, it's not so much a question, but you know, there might be persons here listening who'd want to visit your church, your Chinese congregation there in Tokyo. So could you just tell us where they could find, you know, maybe the address, if there is a website they could go to, you know, how could they get a chance to visit your congregation? Because of the conference told us, uh, the Japanese government make announcement that uh, because that the time now is not good. So we suggest people to look our own life service. If you type in the YouTube or Facebook, Tokyo Chinese Church, Seventh-day Adventist Tokyo Chinese Church, you can find out our Sabbath worship every week. And then if you type uh, uh, Adventist.jp, a website in the Japan Union Conference website, you can select the foreigner church, foreigner church. You can find out our Tokyo Chinese Church. If you Google Tokyo Chinese Church, oh, you can find there's in a Tokyo to Tachikawashi Takamatsuchi. That is a conference building. 
uh, we stay in East Conference building. So there is a Japanese church, English church, Chinese church, the whole building, sixth floor. We, we are here around 10 years, over 10 years. Still, even though now we were telling people uh, to watch your own life, but there is seven or eight church members still come to church, but not so many people right now. But we already over 100 people, Chinese people, got baptized in during 15, 16 years. So if you type YouTube, Tokyo Chinese Church, or Google, you can reach our website through Japan Union Conference. You can find out our Tokyo Chinese Church or in Nagoya. Uh, we have a Nagoya Chinese Church now also. Okay, thank you very much. J just to repeat what you just said. Um, so the listeners, Pastor Mark, you just mentioned that they, it would be the Tokyo Chinese Church. There are two. There's one now in Nag Nagoya. But specifically for the one in Tokyo, it's at the uh, Takamatsu. Takamatsu. That's the Tachikawa building. And he did mention that there are more than one congregation that meets there. So is it the first floor or the basement floor? Fifth floor is uh, there is a Japanese church, and then fourth floor some Filipino. I saw some Russian English speaking people. Our church is is a basement floor B one B one. But because of the COVID nineteen, you may not be able to have the full complement. But you can tune in online. All right. Just want to say thanks, Pastor Yu, for taking the time out to. To share with us today your powerful story of faith. So my listeners, my guest today has been Pastor Mark Hu. is a pastor of the Tokyo Chinese Seventh-day Adventist Church here in Japan. Just before we go, do you have any final words to share with our listeners? Yes, thank you so much, Maro. I would like to tell everyone that uh, Jesus is coming soon because his promise always be down. Now, only Jesus, not yet coming. But I do believe in our term, in our life, we can see that the war already fulfilled for the uh, prophet. So we keep our face to God. So if we cannot see each other in this earth, let's see each other in the heaven. Praise the Lord and God bless all. Amen. You've been in tune to Upward Way. Do join us again next week when we'll have another interesting guest sharing his or her story of faith. You can subscribe to weekly episodes on Apple, Spotify, and Listen Notes, or go to the App Store and download the AWR app. Until then, I am Marlon Walters saying goodbye. May God bless you. You've been listening to the Upward Way podcast the number one audio production show for people who want encouragement and reassurance in a muddled world.